quick second to pay the bills and a word from our sugar daddies. As you may know, we've partnered with Riverside.fm. Now, we at the podcast podcast use them for all of our virtual interviews, as do our clients, and they have transformed our quality. The 4K footage is incredible, and there are a ton of features, including teleprompter, which is great if you need to record an ad and keep forgetting what you're going to say, and you need to record it at the same time, as well as the ability to transcribe, create clips, and edit directly in Riverside. The biggest thing, though, is the video quality. It's far superior to any of the alternatives in this space, and that's why we use Riverside and so do our clients. If you want to sign up to Riverside today, click the link at the top of our show notes and use code PODCAST15 with a capital P for 15% off as an exclusive discount. Let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. We're going to start this episode on a positive note. We've got a new five-star review. I wanted to read it out. I believe it's from Shane who we've spoke to a few times on LinkedIn. So thank you, Shane. But it says, by far my favorite podcasting podcast, constantly looking for new episodes to binge on. Love the straightforward non-salesy vibe. Many others can be pretty patronizing. Thanks, Ash and Kane. I'm not, I'm not happy about that. Non-salesy vibe. Buy my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Surely that's an excuse for us to just spend the whole episode yeah. now. Like, anyway, by guys. the way, guys, we can do this for you for just nine pound ninety nine a month. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking good deal. What are you selling? <laughs> I don't know. I just went tele shopping. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, lovely. Thank you very much for the review. I appreciate it. I think it's been a while since I've actually been back and looked through all of the reviews. I sometimes see it on Chartable, but we got a bunch when we first launched and. We haven't really got loads since. No, it was a lot at the start, and then no one wanted to tell us what they thought of it. I know. Apart from the odd one or two people. So if you guys want to be generous and leave us a review, we might read them out in the episode if you put something funny in there. And also, we've said it a few times, but if you've got anything particular you want us to cover, any challenges you've got, bang it in the review, and then we will read it and hopefully do an episode on it. Absolutely. Well, on to the episode. The episode is comparing seasonal podcasts versus ongoing. So are you uploading every week forever or are you uploading 12 episodes at a time? Right, yeah. So preference is ongoing with podcasting. Look at it as like a radio show or something like that. It's an ongoing thing at this time, this day, I get X, which is a weekly or, or twice per week episode. I don't really like less than weekly i don't mind more than weekly so i don't mind people doing two potentially three but that might be a bit too much if i'm I being feel honest like even two you have to have fairly short episodes like if we were doing 45 minutes episodes every time i don't think we could get where we're doing two a week i don't know it, it really depends because there's a lot of successful podcasters that do i mean like look at joe rogan but also my favorite podcast my first million they do like three 45 minute episodes a week i've listened to all of them oh really so like i don't know but I, I couldn't do that of every podcast I listen to. So your no. content has to be really good, um, which is everyone should and can get away with one, two, perhaps. Um, and then more than that, you kind of have to have a bit of a cult following, I think. And yeah, it needs sure. to be really good content because no people prioritize that. So what's the benefit of weekly? Well, your analytics for one, you're going to see a compounding effect. Seasons, once you upload a season, you'll still get downloads on that back catalogue of content once you finished, but not to the same degree of somebody constantly topping up their new content. So every single week, I'm adding an episode, very quickly going to get to 50 episodes, 50 episodes, right, in a year. 
that is where I see a big turning point for a lot of creators when it comes to chart position, big growth, people recognizing them, income, is when they hit that sort of six to 12 month mark and they've got, you know, 30, 40, 50 episodes, maybe for some people even longer than that, they start getting a lot of traction because the sheer amount of titles and show notes you have. So we've said it a few times on the pod, but the only way you're going to get discovered on, say, Apple or Spotify is, right, are you getting in the charts and do I see you there? Am I searching certain keywords and your titles and show notes are related to the thing I'm searching? And then suddenly the podcast app's like, oh, this person wants this sort of content. Well, we've played around with this with a few of our hosts that we look after where we will just cram their... It's not keyword stuffing, it is different, but making sure every single show notes includes a certain word, right? So for example, if it's a business podcast that is for like seven-figure entrepreneurs, just making sure the word scale is in the show notes like three times in every episode. And we tested that with one of our shows and within 30 days, I'd like a 15% increase just out of nowhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like show it notes- a difference. Yeah, and show notes are really important, but it's about volume. From what I've seen, obviously if you're getting lots and lots of views and downloads, that's going to be the biggest factor. But for most people, right, that are getting a few thousand a month, something like that, a lot of people that come to us, if your feed has more episodes with more titles, more show notes that say the correct terms and keywords more times- you will rank higher in the search results when somebody's searching in business advice or podcasting help or stuff like that. So volume massively helps. Getting guests is definitely easier with seasons. Really? For sure. So you have more time to nurture them. So for most podcasts, it's really hard to get good guests every month let alone every week like yeah. the, i'm talking about the really good guests here. yeah, yeah, yeah. The top, like, top names yeah exactly uh, and that doesn't mean celebrities as such but just like good stories good names in your field it's much easier to say oh i'm launching a podcast hopefully this time in summer like so in the next three four months like when are you free over the next couple of months compared to like can you come on now, please? <laughs> I'm already waiting on the Zoom. Yeah, just, yeah. Here's, the, here's the meeting I do. <laughs> so it's like, I, I feel like that's easier with seasons. And then the other thing that's easier with seasons to a degree is sponsorship. Yeah. In a way, because it's like it's a, a more stand- tangible result, isn't it, for the sponsor? Exactly. It's a standalone product. So it's like, here you go. Um, and for whatever reason, even though I could say my season is 12 episodes or I could say you sponsor my next 12 episodes, it just seems e- they seem to say yes quicker with a season. Mm. Um, but it is unlike they own something. It's like if you own 12 episodes of an ongoing show, it's not, you don't. Yeah. Oh, I've sponsored them for a few weeks. Whereas if you own a season, it's like, oh, I, I am the sponsor of season two. True. It is, it's, it's definitely more of a tangible product. In that, in For that sure. Sense. How about you? What's some of the things, like what's your preference? So I had a conversation with someone yesterday talking about both options. And I said the words, seasons are easier, ongoing is better. And I think that's probably, vaguely speaking, the best way to describe it. Because like you say, ongoing, you've got the consistency, 
build up that audience, people turning up every week, easier to build that relationship with your audience, which is what podcasting is all about because of the consistency. But if you're someone that struggles for time, seasons could be the best way to start. So especially if it's your season one, because you can always go season one and then just turn it into an ongoing show. Yeah, that's So true. if you're someone that's sat there like, oh, I'm really struggling for time, I've got all these different subject matters to talk about, but I'm going to end up missing weeks here and there and I'm going to struggle to get guests like you say. Now think about it, it does make sense, the guest thing. Then why not do one season? So you can take as much time as you like to record it, pick. So we could do a season on marketing. So we might do just a six episode season, for example, but then we could record those six episodes whenever we wanted and there's no pressure to release it because it's the first season, if obviously we were at the start, all about marketing and then you complete that and then you don't have to upload the next week your season two can come three months later. So you can get your entire season recorded. So you've got all your content. Like you say, you can approach a sponsor, say, hey, do you want to sponsor my entire season? And then you know you're not going to miss a week for your whole season because you've already got it recorded. And then you just start prepping for another season whenever you're going to have time. Maybe you're going to be super busy over the summer, so you're going to do it in the winter or something like that. So I do think seasons makes most sense for someone who has lots of topics to cover and is time poor. That's a good idea because it gives you clarity, right? So when we speak to people and they're like, I don't know what to talk about, it either means I literally don't know what to talk about or I've got so many ideas, it's yeah. hard to choose. And season can help with that. It's like, oh, okay, well, let's break it down into, let's say your your four main pillars of what you talk about. All right, let's do a season for all of those. I like that idea of starting with a season and seeing where you go. So going into it thinking, Okay, this is a standalone asset. If I never podcast again, as long as I don't delete it, it'll continue to get downloads. I can put it on my website to get some extra traffic and to optimize my website better. You know, it, it can be a, an individual product as such. And then once I've done it, I can make the decision, or do I want to do another season, stop altogether, move to weekly? I think that's a good way to get into podcasting, actually. It's a good way to figure out your cost as well. Because if you say to someone, whether you do it annually like we do, or another production company might do it weekly or episode by episode. You don't know how much it's going to cost overall because you're like, you're like, how long am I going to do it for? So you've got a rough idea, but if it's a season and you get quoted, it's X amount to do season one, then you can figure out exactly how much it's going to cost you to do one season of a podcast. And you, like, so say it's £10,000. you got £10,000, one season of a podcast. Cool, I've got that then. And it's going to cost this amount exactly. There's no more costs involved. And then if I want to do another season, probably looking at a similar amount, but you're going to have this product for this amount of money, which you don't necessarily have with the ongoing show. I definitely think you can get better quality with a season. So we've done individual seasons for a lot of people, right? So for example, Power of Makeup, go down to London once a year, record 12 episodes that we normally get all done in one day. Some are virtual, some are in person, but, you know, really aesthetic backdrop, looks amazing, you know, find a nice shooting location in London. You know, we can bring it back, What's the runtime? Okay, well, we've got eight weeks to turn this around, for example, like 12 episodes. Like sponsors paying for a lot of it, or if not all of it, and more. And then you can do trailer episodes for the whole season for each individual week. That The video quality can be much better. The edits can be better. You can get more content out of it. And then you can mess around with the order a lot more because if somebody says something that references somebody else, then you can maybe put that episode up. Do you know what I mean? So like like with TV, they record all the footage and then they put it together and build the narrative after. 
based on like themes and things like this. So that's what we'll normally do is, okay, if you don't want to plan a theme for this yet, let's just record the content, see what people naturally talk about, build a theme and create all of the marketing materials to go with that. So the production will always be better because you have so much more time. Whereas yeah. you're not, like with most people, right? The episode goes out on the Monday. Most people aren't then recording that same Monday. So they might record on the Tuesday or the Wednesday, then you need to send it to your editor, then you've got a few days. Yeah, exactly. So you're not necessarily going to have like the best content. I mean, most people can still do like phenomenal content. I'm not going to say it's like shoddy, right? Uh, There's a lot of incredible podcasters that do a really good job. But it's not going to be something that's been worked on for 12 hours, is what you're saying. It's not going to have like the most unbelievable production. It's not going to be two hours long with the loads of references and research and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, probably not. So my preference is weekly, mostly because our audience is people that have products or services to sell. So if you're selling a product or service, you need touch points with your audience. It's like seven is the average, right? Before somebody makes a buying decision and you need to build that trust. And you need to, with a podcast, the unique ability you have is you buy someone's mind space. So I know if I'm getting in the car on this day, I'm listening to this podcast. I'm walking my dog on this day. Is this podcast, right? I understand like these people kind of like live in my head rent free. Literally, like I know when I'm going to listen to them. But that's really powerful if you're then offering something for them to buy a product or service. Whereas with the season, it's really hard to get to that point where I'm like your true fan. I'm a buyer, I'm a customer. Because if I listen to you for like 10, 12 and like I binge it, it's like, oh, awesome, I like this. And then how long am I waiting for the next one? It's three months, six months, 12 months? Who knows? Like, It's not going to be as powerful as a weekly show. There's so much more you can do with a season, but the simple weekly upload probably works best. And especially if you're offering a product, a bit different if you're maybe a fiction show or you're not actually trying to monetize through upselling something off the back of the podcast but generally the simple weekly upload or twice a week upload will perform better than a season but a season gives you a lot more options maybe you want to have really high production episodes maybe you haven't got a lot of time maybe you want to make sure every guest is an absolute a-lister so in that case seasons make sense or like you say maybe you want to know exactly how much you're spending on it so there's reasons to do seasons that's i like that rhyme uh there's reasons to do seasons but if you can just do it weekly, every week, ongoing, it will typically perform better. That was such a good recap. Well done. Thank you. Don't cry. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>